On this episode of Bleak, we will be discussing the 2018 murder of Kelsey Barrett. Buckle your seatbelts. There's no light at the end of this tunnel. Things are about to get bleak. Hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> How are you? I'm having deja vu to a past episode. Oh, should we say that again? No. Should we do that again? No, we don't need to. Why? I don't even know what we're doing. Laura's exactly. back, everybody! I'm back Yay! at the ranch! Yay! No more solo, boring Amanda episodes. <laughs> Life's been a little crazy, but we're but we're th- turning a corner. Laura is hard to book. <laughs> Her time, I will say. <laughs> yes, I, um, I'm just so, so popular. <laughs> I thought I might have to have like a guest co-host pretty soon, but no. didn't end up having to be the case. No. So, I was thinking we could do this episode in a British accent. No. Yeah. Everyone tells me my British uh, accent sounds like an Australian. And you know, we actually first, do like have European listeners, so they probably don't want to hear that. They probably don't. No. So, we won't do Not that. very likely, no, because they, I, I sound Australian. They, they might turn that. it off at that point. They may. <laughs> they may. <laughs> in southern accents, I hear people don't like it when northerners try to impression southerners. No, I don't think I can, I don't do accents very well in general. Hey, y'all. Yeah. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even. It's like when I listen to the Alec Murdoch trial. I'm oh, like, yeah. Am I in, is this, <laughs> these are American people? <laughs> So Alec, Alec Murdoch. Alec Murdoch. It's like, like is it, what is it? How do you actually pronounce his, his name? His name is not Alex, apparently. It's but Alec. It, Alec. But it is, it's Alex Murdoch. Not Alec Murdoch. Whatever <laughs> they're saying. Alec, Alec Murdoch. Oh, that's a real shit show. Yes, it is. What the heck? Yeah, he's a real Emmy Award winner. Yeah, I don't, that's just so bizarre, and how he got away with that much carnage. It's like, no. Well, I mean, it's your, it's your garden variety, classic, uh, rich white man syndrome. (laughs) Exactly. That's why, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, he thought he was above the law, but the thing is, he was. (laughs) Well, yeah, for many years, he has been living above the law. Yes. Exactly. Just kill whoever you want, and. Cash in whatever you want and whatever. We'll see if it. You know, say it might say, well, it finally caught up with them, but you know, yeah, the verdict's not there yet. Nope, nope. There are people that are actually convinced by him, which is just Ugh. insanity to me. Yeah, there's like, this is so overwhelming. But anyway, that's not the case we're here to discuss today. No. So. No, I could go on and on about that. Yeah, about that. that's for its own episode sometime. Yeah. Oh, lost, lost of reality. Almost all of those, the people are in that saga. Yeah, saga. <laughs> I feel, I do feel an extra place in my heart for those boat victims or the people well, that were on that boat. I do too. I, I definitely do too. But they were all kind of participating in that lifestyle. You know what I mean? They knew how bad he was. You know, I don't know. I feel bad, terrible for them. I just feel like at 19 or 20 years old, it's easy to say that now for me as like a 39-year-old woman with a lot of life experience. Right. But at that time in my life, I might not speak up, you know? Right. It's hard to do that. It is. It is hard. It is hard. And and a, a victim is a victim, and I think that, you know, to whatever degree, they they were all victims. It was all horrible, and and of course, the, I mean, it's like they sounds like they knew he shouldn't have been driving, but it's right. like nobody they couldn't stop him. It was almost like they couldn't stop him. I feel yeah. like, and then he became abusive when they tried to. So yeah. Anyhow, um, we're gonna be discussing the murder of Kelsey Barrett. This has been widely covered by a lot of uh, I've seen it on a lot of programs. However. I've not seen it on a lot of, or heard it on a lot of podcasts. Hmm. It's a wild story. I don't know this one. A wild story. Um, It's very horrible and heartbreaking, but it's like one of those, like, 
kind of leave your jaw on the floor a little bit, which we've, you know, yeah, we've had other ones like that, but this is its own story. So I think we're going to get started. Okay. If that works. Yeah, it works for me. All right. Um, so Kelsey Barrett, at the time of her murder, was 29 years old. And she was living in Woodland Park, Colorado, which is a, a smaller town. Um, I don't have the population. It's not, I don't think it's like small town, like a thousand people, but it's definitely not like, you know, a major metropolis or anything like that. Yeah. It's west of Colorado Springs, has a very low crime rate. Um, she was actually a transplant from Washington State, so she was born in Washington um, she's described she loved the outdoors, and a dream of hers someday was to own her own ranch. Oh. Kind of gives you an idea of the type of girl she was. The outdoorsy. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was a tomboy, described as a tomboy. She actually grew up on a farm, which was a huge part of her identity. Mm-hmm. And um, she loved airplanes. And what oh. kind of started her love for airplanes was actually watching the crop dusters on her farm. Oh, okay. So she, that was, like, her first um, experience with that. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually became a professional pilot in her early 20s, not, like, a commercial not flying commercial airliners, but just, like, small planes. Yeah. And, um, so everything, you know, in her life was kind of going as, as she wanted, except for she was looking for love, as many people yeah. at that age are. So she's in her, her mid-twenties, and she's kind of just feeling like a void, like, mm-hmm. you know, she would wanted to be a mom at some point and wanted mm-hmm. a family, and she just didn't have that. So... She decides to go on a dating app, as many people oh, do. Like, yeah. this wasn't that long ago. Tinder, whatever. Um, no, she chose way. FarmersOnly.com. Oh, so okay. Well. <laughs> she was looking for somebody who could relate. And it is a culture. You know, farming it is. has its own thing. It is. Um, so she was looking for a specific, somebody that could understand that lifestyle, you know, when you live on a farm, I would imagine, you know, you wake up, you have to tend to crops and animals. <laughs> right. And it's it's a, not for everybody. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. And I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> that there is a only farmers dating site, but yes, I guess well, there's something for everybody. There is. I mean, you could have an only anything dating site. Only what? Yeah. Only anything, really. Right. So that on this uh, dating site for the farmers, she meets a man named Patrick Frazee. Okay. And uh, Patrick and her hit it off online right away. Um, he actually lived in a different state. She, at this point, she's in Washington. And um, he's described as kind of your all-American, rugged cowboy type. Um, he was a tall, stereotypically good-looking guy. And he actually lived on a large ranch, oh. which, you know, that's definitely part of Kelsey's vision for her future. Right. Um, so at the time they met, like I said, they uh, Patrick was living in Cal- Colorado, and okay. uh, Kelsey was living in Washington. So they were about 1,200 miles apart. So okay. it, it was a couple of months until they actually met in person. Okay. But from all accounts, they considered themselves like in a relationship during that time, even though they had only been speaking online. Right. Which is kind of a modern romance, to, you know, like yeah. a lot. It, it that happens. People do that. I nowadays. have my own opinions on that. Is you right. know, my thought I is would... I don't know that you can necessarily really know how someone is if you've never met them in person. Right. I don't think so, but people feel that they can. So. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just no. saying I don't... I guess that wouldn't be for me, but... That, no, not me either. I'm fi- I mean, I'm not saying the online thing I think is fine, but I, I just think... I don't know that how you could say, like, you're really in a relationship. But, I mean, relationship's not all physical either, so... That's true. Um, anyhow, the reason that's relevant is because... Um, so, about two months into the relationship, Patrick flew to Washington to meet Kelsey in person. Okay. And they got engaged on that first trip. Wow. So, it was, like, <laughs> whirlwind, very quick. and us engaged. Um, Kelsey's parents, although they liked Patrick, were kind of shocked. Oh, I'm sure um, my kid did. <laughs> they were a little bit like, like wow. This oh. is... I think they were concerned a bit as well because they were like, 
you just met this guy in person. But in, right. in Kelsey's mind, she's like, well, we've been in together. She considered that the online dating prior to meeting Was as part of their relationship. Okay, sure. So um, they didn't, you know, they they didn't want to make a huge deal of it to the point that it would, like, push her away. Right. But they were concerned. Um, well, yeah, a parent wouldn't be in that scenario. Yeah. Uh, so she actually decides to move, because now they're engaged, she, yeah, engaged, she decides to move to uh, Woodland Park, Colorado to be with Patrick. Okay. So they, she moves to Colorado, which... Um, well, I mean, it's probably good they see each other more than once. Well, exactly. Just and, for, you, you know, know, someone, if, <laughs> if they're going to be together, someone's right. going to have to move somewhere. Right. I mean, you can't just... Have you guys? I mean, I suppose you could, but not I, if you want to be a mom or a dad. Right, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not gonna work. So, uh, yeah, so she ends up moving there. Um, so, sorry, I'm trying to find out, figure out here where I left off. Um, so Kelsey gets a job in Colorado pretty quickly as a instructor pilot at a company called DOS Aviation. So okay. she's. Um, not having any issues or trouble with like her professional life she gets a job right away and, and uh i think was making decent a decent living um so in early 2017 so this is um not too long after she had moved out there she finds out she's pregnant and okay. um she's very excited they were not married yet at this point but she sure. didn't seem to be too bothered by that no. and um she was she wanted this she I wanted mean, she, it and you know you know, according to everyone around them, Patrick seemed just as happy as she did about the baby. Perfect. And um, she finds out she's having a baby girl and gives birth to a baby girl in the fall of 2017. Excellent. Um, so, at this point, they had been together, you know, now she had gotten pregnant and had the baby. So, they're, they've been together for close to a year. Right. And... Um, they considered themselves engaged from very early on, but Kelsey started to notice that Patrick really wasn't, like, in any hurry to get married. Oh, sure. And she, um, they actually, initially she was living on the ranch with Patrick, but yeah. Patrick's mother actually lived on the ranch as well. Oh. And she just didn't like Kelsey for whatever reason. Oh. So Kelsey didn't uh, feel like it was a comfortable situation for her to live there. And even no. though she had always wanted to live on a ranch, she, I think she wanted it to be her ranch, not right. moving into somebody else's ranch. <laughs> right. So like her and her her significant other's ranch. Right. Together. Not not, not someone. With... Not an established ranch. Right. <laughs> yes. So um, that was frustrating for Kelsey. And so at some point, she ended up moving to a townhome. Sure. About 30 minutes away from Patrick's ranch. She was like, I can't do this. Right. I, and, I, you know, yeah. that's a tough thing to live with your in-laws. Regardless, They could be the nicest people in the world. Right. It's still really Even difficult. Even to move back in with your parents. I mean, I, I had, we did that once when we were buying our last house, and it was, it's not fun. No, and it has nothing to do, because we did this as well for a year, and it right. was much harder than I anticipated. There were a lot of things that I didn't right. take into account beforehand, and this is nothing against anybody. Right. It, you, it could be the nicest it's people any... in the world, but it's very, it's a tough thing to do. You could, Right, because everyone has their established routines, their established family, or... And or just, like... Not family, even, just, just... Well, yeah, I mean what you do as a unit and you don't want to be I mean? judged you know there's things that go on behind closed doors and i'm not saying it's anything bad right. i'm not talking about like abuse or anything but right. like you just that you have you feel like you can't really necessarily be yourself right you can't like go and yeah and say or do things Cause that, especially yeah, with in-laws you kind of might feel like you're being judged right and so i i totally get that absolutely um so in August of 2018, that's where we're at now in the timeline, Kelsey reported just being really stressed, and she just was not, she was kind of getting frustrated with the situation with Patrick, yeah. not wanting to, you know, she wanted to, like, start 
planning the wedding, but when the other person doesn't seem real into it. So she's in this town home. They're not even living together. No, and they ha- and they have the baby, and they're kind of the baby's like it's almost like they're a divorced couple because they're right. sharing custody of I mean. the baby, kind of like right. he'll go pick the baby up and bring. It, you know, it sounded like he was a decent father. Right. Um, in terms of like taking care of his daughter. Like, he could be trusted with the daughter. Right. There was no it issues like with that. He was afraid something would happen. No. Yeah. So, in, in the, this does become a bit relevant later on. So, she ends up going on a retreat to California sure. for, um, was it two weeks? I think it was around two weeks. And um, I think partially because she was in a position that she could, because she knew she could leave the baby with Patrick. Right. She was kind of feeling overwhelmed. So it was it was a retreat in California. Right. And then, so she returned from that retreat. Now, mind you, this entire time she's gone, she's in contact with Patrick. Right. You know, the baby is only, you know, a year old at this point or nine right. months. So it's right. not like she's talking to the baby on the phone. But, right. you know, she was, it wasn't like she went off on this retreat and then, like, didn't speak to anybody. Right. She was, you know, in constant contact with with her and she talked with her parents even though her parents lived in another state she taught she was really close with her mom she was close to both her parents but more specifically her mom and they talked frequently it wasn't like something where she would go i don't even think more than a day or two without talking to her mom maybe maybe a couple days here and there but not much yeah um so once Kelsey returned from this retreat, she did say she she felt like it was what she really needed. Right. She felt like she kind of regrouped, and some of the things that were bothering her, she was able to just kind of let it go, and, right. and just um, she just felt like it was helpful. Right. So um, that was in August, and then a couple of months passed, and now we're in Thanksgiving morning of 2018. Okay. So on Thanksgiving, um, Kelsey calls her mom. Her mom's name is Cheryl. in Washington State that morning. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit about their conversation because um, it's one of the last times Kelsey has heard from. So Kelsey tells her mom she made some homemade um, cinnamon rolls Uh and um, she was, like, proud of that, you know. And then she says that uh, she joked around because her baby was more interested in eating Cheerios than cinnamon rolls. And so they were just kind of having a casual conversation on the phone. Yeah. And then she tells her mom she's going to go to the Safeway grocery store to get some last-minute supplies for Thanksgiving. And actually, I believe right. this might have been a day or two before Thanksgiving. Right. But it was, it was ready. near that time. Yeah. I believe that was actually November 22nd. And then, so a couple days passed by. And uh, Cheryl said that Kelsey actually butt-dialed, or sorry, Cheryl butt-dialed Kelsey by accident on November 24th. Okay. So she clearly, she didn't mean to call her. She just bumped her phone or whatever. Yeah. Um, But because Kelsey had a missed call from Cheryl, Cheryl gets a text back from Kelsey that says, I'll call you tomorrow something like she's busy or whatever. But Cheryl said, you know, well, since I didn't even mean to call her, and then she responded, I didn't really think much of it when she didn't actually call me the next day. Right. Because in the text she said, I'll call you tomorrow, but then she never did. Right. But like I said, she didn't really mean to call her to begin with. Right. Um, So about a week goes by, and Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, had not heard from her daughter. And at that point she starts to get concerned because this is, this is going on a week is a long time for her not to hear from her daughter. Like she, that's not, not normal. Um, so finally on December 2nd, so her last conversation in person was like that, you know, or they're not in person, but they were actually speaking on the phone was November 22nd. And then she got that text on the 24th, but now we're at December 2nd and Cheryl has not, actually talked to her since the 22nd. Right. And then so she had gotten the text time. message. Yeah. So she finally, Cheryl does contact the Woodland Park Police Department. I would imagine, and I didn't really get into this in the research I did, but I would imagine she had called Patrick, too, to I'm say... I'm sure she called Patrick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, she had to have. 
Um, because why, why wouldn't she? And so she contacts the Woodland Park Police Department and requests a welfare check on her daughter and granddaughter. Right. Um, she's in Washington, remember, so she yeah. can't obviously check herself. Right. So police officers perform a welfare check, and they go into the house, and I believe Patrick let them in. Like, he had a key. And um, there's no signs of, like, foul play or anything that, it, like, anything's happened to anybody, you know, bad in the house. However, Kelsey's not there. And, um, her daughter's not there. And oh. then, but her, we find out later her daughter is actually with Patrick. But we don't, the mom doesn't, I think the mom, mom knows wouldn't. that, but the police are coming and they're like, okay, she's not here, her daughter's not here. Right. And then, um, oddly, she had two vehicles and they were both in the parking, like in the driveway. Oh, wow. That's so... Weird. And the only thing that wasn't there were her her purse and her keys. Okay. So, they really just did a cursory search. Now at this point, they don't have a search warrant. They have no right. reason Probable to think. Cause yeah. So someone's yeah. let them in the house. So they didn't like go. They didn't spray luminol and like yeah. do this <laughs> right. big search. It was just like let's look around. I mean, very cursory. Right. Just really not you know not a intense search. Right. And um, one thing they kind of noted was that her toothbrush, her makeup, all her like daily items that she would use were still there. Yeah. And they thought they're like, well, if she went somewhere. You'd think she would have taken those things. Right. So it's it's an odd scene, but not necessarily alarming at this point. Right. So police do go to talk with Patrick after she had been not heard from for about ten days. And Patrick tells police, and this was news to pretty much everyone, that he and Kelsey actually broke up. Oh. And he said, you know, it was an amicable split and that they decided, you know, they were going to co-parent their daughter. And huh. so... And so, and during this time, Kelsey did not reach out to her family and say, no, oh, we broke up. No. So that's yeah. bizarre. So they kind of ask him, you know, when's the last time you saw her? And Patrick says he saw her on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Um, which, so according to this, Thanksgiving that year was on November 27th. So it would have been like five, six days. Yeah. Um, five days, but still. He said on Thanksgiving that Patrick reported... Um, that they did a handoff of the baby outside of Kelsey's home. Like, so Kelsey gave him the baby on Thanksgiving for the, since now they're broken up. Right. So she gives him the baby to, cause it's like his turn to take her right. type of a thing. So, um, he also says that Kelsey asked him if he could keep the baby for an undefined period of time. Oh, that I mean, doesn't seem strange. Yeah, so like, I just definitely like. So tell him whenever. I mean, that, he yeah. said she just seemed like she wanted to kind of like she needed a break. Um, however, this didn't unfortunately cause immediate super concern. I think her mom was concerned, right? But for the police, because in August she had gone on that retreat and left right. the baby with Patrick, so then they're thinking, well maybe there's some something similar to that. Right. But the problem is, when she went on that retreat, she was in constant contact with her friends and family. Right. And Patrick, and, and now, now she she's not. Yeah. So, um, Patrick reports, um, you know, that he had gone to Walmart after the drop-off on Thanksgiving, and that he also had some contact with Kelsey through texts and calls for a few days after uh, Thanksgiving. And then oh. one of the, the texts they noticed was on November 23rd. Um, Kelsey sent him a text that said, Actually, do you mind keeping the baby tonight? I'm really stressed. And then a couple days later, she sent him a text that said, Do you even love me? So, 
if you would read, according to the investigators, reading these texts, you would get the idea that Kelsey was struggling with, like, depression. Right. Was She's very depressed. overwhelmed by parenthood. Yeah. Um, that type of a thing. Yeah. But her, you know, again, her mom and her were close, and her mom had not, her mom didn't even know her and Patrick had broken up, much right. less that she was having struggles. As a mom. As yeah. a mom. So... Of course, her mom is like, I don't know that she's necessarily suspicious of Patrick, but she's just feeling like something's not right. Something's really off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick brings up to the investigators that about a year ago, Kelsey was very depressed and threatened to harm herself with the gun, oh. kind of trying to imply that maybe something like that is, is happening Happened. now. Right. Um... Kelsey did own a firearm, just yeah. one, and it was not found in her home. So, of course, they couldn't rule out a suicidal, you know, attempt. ideation or attempt, yeah. exactly. So, they, the next thing oh. they did, because her vehicles were there, they searched her vehicles. And in the vehicle, they found that Safeway receipt. Remember, her mom said she was going to be going there based on their phone conversation. Yep. So they were able to pull surveillance from the Safeway, and you can see if um, there's a video that you can see it's circulating, you know, easy to find, of her in the Safeway with her babies, like in the baby carrier car seat, yeah. and she's just getting some Thanksgiving groceries. Right. Another thing they saw was that her next door neighbor um, had surveillance cameras, like. It would be like if your neighbor lived really close to you and her, their surveillance cameras were actually facing Kelsey's driveway. Right. So they're like, well, that maybe we should, you know, check those Pull out. Those. Yeah. So um, on November 22nd, which was Thanksgiving, they, or sorry, November 24th, which was the last time was Thanksgiving, um, there's video of Patrick going into Kelsey's residence and leaving with the baby, which was consistent with what he said. With the story. He said they yeah. they exchanged yes. the baby on Thanksgiving. Version. And then he said that, you know, he went shopping at Walmart after that, and they saw a video of him at Walmart shopping with the baby. Right. Um, so his timeline is checking out at this point. Right. And, um... So the next natural thing would be to get Kelsey's cell phone records. So they those were obtained on December 3rd. Okay. Something very strange. So when the, the first thing they noticed on her cell phone records was on November 25th. Yeah, so this is after. Her phone is last active in Gooding, Idaho. Oh. So... Now, Kelsey's family was living in Washington, which is borders Idaho, as we all know now from the the uh, <laughs> uh, the case of Brian Koberger. Yes, I don't yes. think, not that I didn't know they bordered each other, but you don't think of like people no. in Washington crossing over into Idaho. Idaho yeah. But now when I saw that, I was I like, oh yes, I do know that yes. now yes. because I've done so much on that case. Yes. Um, but... It's northern, so where they live near Spokane kind of borders with northern Idaho. Right. Because Washington's north. But Gooding is like down in the south. Oh. Because their initial thought was maybe this has something to do, like she went to go visit her parents and she decided right. to drive. Right. Or she drove like a rental or someone else's vehicle. Yeah. And, but when they were looking at where her phone pinged from in Gooding, Idaho, it was not a place that she would have driven through to get to her parents. Right. Like, it was completely out of the way. Yes. Yeah. It was, and, um, you know, there was a specific route she would take if she were to see her parents, and she had never gone that way. Right. I don't even think it was anyone would go that way. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. Plus, her parents hadn't seen her, so... Right. Yeah, of course, that doesn't make... Yeah. And she's not going to just go visit them, probably, without telling them. <laughs> right. And uh, they just didn't think it made a lot of sense. They thought uh, it was very odd. Um, yeah, and also, the tower that Kelsey's phone connected with was in, like, a really vast open area that was associated with a state park. Oh. So it's not like... 
Murders once a year. State park is yeah. like, uh, might not be looking. So, so it was an area that they really couldn't search <clears throat> right. due to the, the vastness of it. Right. You can't just pinpoint a certain right. exact spot. And so because now we're talking about crossing state lines, mm-hmm. Colorado brings in the FBI. Oh, yeah. Because they have to. And they reach out to the Idaho police and... Um, ask the police in that area of Idaho to just kind of, because it's a small town, right. they're like, you know, to kind of give a description of her if you happen to see her in this area. Right. Um, yeah, on the lookout. Of yeah, Bolo, Bolo exactly. Um, at this point, Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, is beside herself. I'm sure, it was devastating. And uh, her, she also had an, a brother, I don't know if he's older or younger, but his name's Clint, and they decided to, to stay in Colorado to try to help to find her. Right. And, uh, you know, they're just adamant. They're like, she didn't just walk away from motherhood. Like, there's just right. no way. They knew. And um, she said, you know, Kelsey always kept in touch. So they actually decide to stay at her townhouse while they're in town. Oh, okay. I think they figure, you know, if she comes back, she, you know, we'll be here. Right. And... You know, if they don't know how long they're going to be there, so they wouldn't have to pay for a hotel and that kind of thing well, of as course. well. Yeah. Um, so on December 6th, the police department in Colorado receives a call from Clint Barrett, which is her brother. Yeah. And he's, so he's staying at the townhome, and he said, you know, I was in the bathroom, and I saw a dried blood stain on the bottom of the toilet. Oh. Now... Well, you know, that's not always that weird because, no. you know, women bleed. <laughs> women bleed. You, men cut themselves shaving. Yeah. Women do too. I mean, it's like. That in and of itself. Nosebleeds. Wouldn't necessarily no. cause concern, but he said it was, it just seemed like, almost like it had been missed. Like someone right. had cleaned up and like it just, it, it didn't really fit. You know, with right. even like when you're on your your menstrual cycle it's right. maybe more like drops of blood not right. necessarily like, like a, a like a smear right um so he just he he was thinking it it was something it seemed strange and so that blood stain enables them to get a search warrant for her town home okay. so they were able to do like a full uh they call it a cbi so colorado bureau of investigation search and they ended up finding blood in multiple places in the bathroom, including oh. the bathtub and the light oh, wow. switch. So then they, they so they started their search in the bathroom, and I think they had to do that because that's initially where the blood was found. And yeah. then after they found the blood all over in there, then they could kind of go into other areas of the house. Right. They're actually kind of particular about search warrants and what you're they able are. to do. You have to tell them specifically where you're going to go. Yeah, I don't think people always looking for. Right. You can't just like you get a search warrant, it doesn't mean you necessarily can just tear it out, tear the house apart. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's like a misconception people have. It it is. Um, but that justified them to be able to search other areas of the house in the kitchen and the living room. And that's where investigators noticed that all over the furniture, the coffee table, she had like a leather chair. There were like these swipe, like residue from cleaning products. Like someone had been in there and really cleaned with like some real powerful chemicals and it left swipes like of residue all over everything. Right. And um, they showed pictures of it on the show I was watching. So it wasn't like blood stains, it was just like these white marks. Right, like some had been cleaning, yeah, intensely cleaning, and it wasn't like normal, you yeah. know. Like, why would you scrub your leather chair down like that? You're probably not gonna do that. Well, right, at least <laughs> not on a regular, unless it's super dirty or something. I don't know. Well, and I just, it was just if you you can find it online, yeah. but you can see the the swipe marks are very unusual. You're right. Um. And they were able to determine that the blood on the toilet seat did match Kelsey's. Not necessarily surprising or alarming, but that right. was something that they did see. Now, something unusual is multiple areas of the house, they actually found two ident- unidentified DNA profiles, one male and one female. 
Uh-oh. That were not Kelsey's. So they were not Kelsey. So, at this point, unfortunately, they're thinking something really bad has happened to her. But, but they, her mom's there. Her mom's there, but it's not her mom. It, it isn't her no. mom. Oh, it's unidentified. Okay. It's not her mom's. So it's a male and a female, and it's not Kelsey, and it's not her mom, and it's not her brother. Okay. So on December 15th, 2018, they had a major press conference, and they offered a $25,000 reward for any information. Kelsey's mom, Cheryl, kind of, you know, she went on and made a plea, and they had a Facebook page set up, and she was real distraught. If you watch it, it's really horribly oh, heartbreaking. Sure it um, so at this point, uh, they were able to obtain a search warrant for Patrick Frazee's property. Okay, um, that's good. And that was conducted on December 14th and December 15th. And the only thing they really found were some, like a lot of cleaning products, but they were not connected to Kelsey. Oh. Um, so it was just a separate cleaning project or something? Yeah, I guess okay. so. So they didn't really find anything on, in his search warrant. Now, they did get, um, were able to obtain his cell phone records. And I think, you know, he hadn't necessarily done anything wrong. But the fact of, he wasn't super cooperative. And he just, right. he wasn't that concerned even though, you know... She the was baby crazy. was with him, right. and it just it just wasn't adding up with him. So they noticed when they got Patrick's cell phone records that he made many, many phone calls to one particular number. Oh. And you want to guess where that number, what state that number was, the person that lived there was in Idaho. Ah. So. Who lives in Idaho? Now, of course, this is significant because Kelsey's phone pinged in Idaho. Right. So I know what I, I'm like, that sentence I said didn't make a lot of sense. Right. But he was calling somebody who had a phone registered in Idaho. In Idaho, yeah. So, and that's the last place Kelsey's phone had pinged when they got her right. phone records. They ended up being able to find out that that phone number that he had been calling belonged to a woman named Crystal Kinney. So, of course, police Crystal want to Kinney. interview okay. Crystal Kinney to figure out why she's in such close contact with Patrick. Well, right. Who is this Crystal Kinney? Is she a so, friend, a lover? Exactly. So they bring in, um, now this FBI agent, his name is Jonathan Grusing. I've seen this guy in so many things. I don't know. He's a Colorado FBI agent, but right. for some reason he's like so familiar to me. That's funny. I don't know if it's just... Some of them really get quite the cases, and they're on the... I think he's been in a lot of different ones. Yeah. Um, he's got... Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but I definitely recognized him. <laughs> so, Kel Crystal Kinney lives in Twin Falls, Idaho. Okay. Very near where her phone last pinged, where uh, Kelsey's phone last pinged. Okay. So, the FBI calls Crystal, and they ask her, they're like, well, we noticed... You know, we're looking into the disappearance of Kelsey Barrett, who was engaged to Patrick Frazee. We noticed that um, you, Patrick Frazee, and you have a lot of contact over the phone. What's going on with that? Right. Crystal says, you know, I know Patrick, but he's a business partner. Oh. They find what out. Type of business. Well, we'll get into that. Well, they find <laughs> out that Crystal is a nurse, but she and Patrick own some horses together. Oh. Okay, so it's a horse operation. So, okay. Crystal says she went to Colorado just before Thanksgiving mm -hmm. to buy either, I believe it was to sell Patrick a horse. Okay. It was either a buy or sell. And then she, I believe it was to sell though, because Crystal says when they met up, Patrick didn't come up with the money that he had agreed to come oh, up with. Okay. So she said she didn't really have any other choice but to drive all the way back to Idaho. And it's like, right. he's going to let this girl drive all the way there <laughs> knowing he doesn't have the money for yeah, her? It just very, doesn't make uh, a lot of sense. It does sense. not make any sense at all. So the FBI is immediately suspicious of her story. Right. Um, it, doesn't, it just doesn't add up. 
And Crystal also says she drove her good friend's Volkswagen sedan instead of her truck. Why? And they thought that was weird, too. They're like, why are you, why do you need to borrow someone's vehicle to go buy a horse? Right. And, and it's a sedan, this. so it wasn't like she needed a bigger vehicle. This right. is just like a regular <laughs> car. Um, so the FBI asks Crystal if her and Patrick have any more of more than a business type relationship. Right. And Crystal adamantly denies she any romantic no, relationship. Not at all. Horse only. Horse horses only. <laughs> exactly. Um, they ask Crystal about Kelsey and. Crystal says she didn't know her, but she was aware of her disappearance from the news. Right. And then she basically entered, ended the interview. Right. She said, peace out. This is all I know. <laughs> so FBI <laughs> starts looking into Crystal's background. They find out she's a mother of two. She was once married to a man named Chad. Okay. But no longer is. They're divorced. Right. FBI contacts Chad to right. ask what he knows because they, they just don't think that Crystal's telling them the exact truth. Well, and because... Yeah. She couldn't have been. I mean, come on, let's be real. <laughs> and, and Chad has a very different story. Definitely not a horse-only situation. No. Because... So Chad tells the FBI that Crystal and Patrick had dated prior to um, Kelsey and Patrick meeting. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Yes, and Crystal met Patrick in 2006, so this is a long time ago, Wow! when she worked on a dude ranch oh. for the summer. So okay. Patrick, by all intents and purposes, was Crystal's first love. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The relationship was described as a very tumultuous roller coaster, making up, breaking up, making up, breaking up for years. Right. Crystal had an affair with Patrick in 2017, which is right before he met Kelsey. So before Kelsey. Before but that led to the end of Chad and Kel and Crystal's marriage. Okay. So it was this whole, I didn't hardly know him. He was a business partner. They weren't married? They weren't married. Oh. She was cheating on her husband Chad with Patrick. Oh, I got you. Her other marriage, not their marriage together. I yeah, got you. they okay. were never married. Okay. But Pat, but, but Chad and Crystal married. was, you know, they were married and had the two kids. Right. Then in 2017, she basically got back with her ex-boyfriend or cheated on him with her ex-boyfriend. Right. Um, and you know, Chad was not, not into it. He right. Was like he's, I'm. He's like peace out. This yeah. Not for me. No thanks. So, of course, now the FBI knows she's lying. Right. And then they decide to run that DNA, the unknown female DNA that they found in Kelsey's apartment. Oh, no. And um, they obtain a warrant for Crystal's DNA. Yeah. And for her home as well. And then they right. also reach out to the friend whose car she had borrowed to drive to Colorado. Right. So the girlfriend that whose car she borrowed corroborates her story about her using the vehicle. Okay. And I'm calling her the girlfriend because I don't know her name. Right. She reports okay. that um, the girlfriend also reports she keeps a gun in her vehicle. Okay. And on the December 18th, after learning about that gun, they um, actually found her handgun under the seat where she said it would be. Okay. But when they inspected the gun, they discovered... The gun had a round capacity of 17 bullets, but only 16 bullets were in the gun. Oh, and so there's one... There's one missing. Unaccounted for. And Exactly, and the, the friend of Crystal's, whose car she borrowed, didn't know why a round would be missing. She had no right. explanation. Right, one round? It's not like they went out shooting, shooting or something. for one round. Yeah. do that? So, of course, at this point, the FBI has a lot more information, and they decide, we need to re-interview Crystal. Ah, uh, yeah. So, Crystal immediately asks for an attorney. Good idea. They did <laughs> um, collect a buccal swab to compare to the DNA at the house. Right. But she did not interview. She wouldn't interview with them. Right. But, a couple of days later, on December 20th, Crystal's attorney called and said Crystal would be willing to talk. And so they arrange a meeting 
with Crystal, and she basically just spills the beans. She says the whole thing. Yep, she couldn't. So here we go. Uh oh. So Crystal says she had gone down to Woodland Park, Colorado, three times to kill Kelsey. What? The first time was in September of 2018. The plan was um, to do some kind of poisoned caramel macchiato coffee drink, which she found out was uh, Kelsey's favorite coffee drink. Um, because Crystal was a nurse, she had access to certain medications. Right. So... The first time Crystal went there, she knocked on the door of Kelsey's townhome. Yep. She tells her, <laughs> this is the, the weirdest thing. Okay. So Crystal tells Kelsey, okay. oh my gosh, I heard you saved my dog's life, and I just wanted to thank you with this coffee. <laughs> oh my gosh. If that happened in my life, I... I'd no. be like, thank you so much, and down the drain. Well, this I is guess not normal. Kelsey was like, I didn't save any dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she was like, no, I, I, well, she was like, maybe I got the wrong story, but here, just take the coffee anyway. And she's like, it's right. a caramel macchiato. Right. She's, I'm sure she's just like, oh, that's odd. That's, that's like really my strange. favorite thing to drink. Right. Oh, she even know this. Right, I would think it's some kind of weird stalker or something. Well, Chris, like, you know, Kelsey does not know Crystal. Right. At all. Right. Um, now, at this point, Crystal says she actually did not put any drugs in the coffee. Oh, she was just giving her a... She wanted coffee. to give her a once-over to see who her romantic rival was. was oh, her for words. the love of Pete. Um, <laughs> so she says she... Um, you know, does that, drives back to Idaho, <laughs> then goes back to Colorado again in October. Right. This time she brings a metal pipe at oh. night. She so parks. She's escalating. Yeah, she parks. <laughs> Strongly. <laughs> and she hears a dog bark and it freaks her out and she just decides to abort her plan. She's like, abort, abort. I'm not going to do this. I'm scared. A week passes and, um,. Crystal returns to Kelsey's house with a baseball bat with plans oh. to beat her. Oh. She sits outside her townhouse with the baseball bat and she hears like noises and she panics again and leaves. So, so yeah, does Patrick know about this? Well, so here we go. So of course the police are like, why are you doing this? Right. And she said, <laughs> I did it for Patrick. He he for asked Patrick. me to do this. Oh, he asked her to do it. So, Patrick told Crystal that Kelsey was horrifically abusing their daughter. Oh. Now, Patrick knew that Crystal had been in some kind of situation, which we don't know exactly what it was, where she had a friend who had abused a child, and so it was something that she was really... I mean, everybody, of course, should be horrified by child abuse, but I right. think it was, like, a way he knew he could manipulate her. Right. Because she was extra... Sensitive. Sensitive to, to it. Yeah. So, by the way, there's no evidence that Kelsey ever abused that child. Right. This is right. just... This is this him. is him trying to get somebody to do his dirty work. And... He tells her, he tells Crystal, or Patrick tells Crystal, that Kelsey is on the verge of killing their daughter. Like, oh my she's, gosh. she's gonna kill her next time. Like, and he's basically saying, you know, I need you to stop this for me. Well, why can't he do it himself? If it's really that, why would you coward? Get... Yeah, when, wouldn't, though, as a woman, that flag you a little bit oh, and you yeah. go, yeah, just like, do why? it yourself. Exactly. Like, what? So after the third Why time, you know, after it? Crystal went down there three times, she she tells Patrick, she's like, I'm kind of done with the death plots here. I, right. Can't do I've it. tried. It's not, you know, not something I can do. Right. Now, me, in the meantime, you know, she really does believe him to some extent that right. she's abusing the child. So I'm not saying that makes it okay. No. Because that's obviously not the way it should be handled. But right. No. But he's clearly manipulating her. Right. Um, so about a month passes, and Crystal just says, you know, I kind of hoped he would just forget about it. Right. You know, at this point, 
um, you know, he had talked about breaking up with her and stuff like that. So he just thought maybe cause she wanted to be with him. Right. right. Um, so just let, break up and be with the other one. Exactly. What, why? What's why? So out of the blue, at about a month, um, a month later, um, on November 22nd. Yeah. So we're talking right around, uh, the last time Kelsey's mom talked to her. It was like right, right after that. Um, Patrick calls Crystal out of the blue and says, you have a really big mess to clean up. Oh my gosh. So Kelsey, um, or Crystal, sorry, drives down to Colorado again from Idaho. Mm -hmm. And she parks down the street from the house as to not have her car be seen. Associated. Yeah. And she says she walks into the townhome and there is, and, and you know, Patrick had given her a key, and okay. there is blood everywhere from ceiling to floor in the house. It's, oh. it's just everywhere. So she puts on a painter suit. And she spends about four hours cleaning up the crime scene. Wow. While she's doing this, Patrick's calling her and tells her... So she did not kill... Right. She she didn't she, kill Kelsey. No, but, but she, she, she knows, knew it was a possibility. Yeah. She had four plots. Three. Three, yeah. three plots. Okay, three plots. Just three, Laura. Just three, not four. Three <laughs> death plots. Okay, the, what's that, like the limit? Three? Yeah, that's where okay. she drops her line. <laughs> three is, I've done it three. So, while she's doing this cleanup, Patrick's calling her and like, oh, you better not miss any spots. What the? You better be doing a good job. And then he tells He's her. such a, just a bad dude. To look for a tooth that he couldn't find. Oh, that he must have, like, knocked out of her mouth. Oh, my gosh. Poor girl. I bet it was the most awful way to Oh, we'll get into that. Just, oh. It's terrible. So, um, they find surveillance of Patrick filling up five gallon, gallons of gas at a gas station in, like, um, you know, gas cans. Yeah. Which is a little bit odd. And um, she said that he confessed to murdering her, obviously. Oh, yeah. And so after she did the cleanup, um, he, he had had her body in, like, a black tote in the back of his truck. So after he killed her, he, like, dismembered her and put her in a tote oh. and put her in the back of the truck. And then he went and bought a bunch of gas and ended up lighting her body on fire. Oh. Now, he describes to Crystal that night how he killed her. Right. So, now again, they had never actually broken up. So, right. in Kelsey's mind, they're together, everything's we're together, normal. We're good. Yeah. Brings her into the house, like a normal, like into her townhouse. Right. And he's like, I got a surprise for you. And he puts a blindfold on her. Yeah. And he's like, I've got all these scented candles. Yeah. And he's like... I'm going to, like, put one in front of you and see if you can guess the scent of the candle. Right. So he's, like, trying to be all romantic. Oh. So she just has no idea what's right. coming. Right. And, and she's blindfolded. She's blindfolded, oh. and, and he's got, you know, like, all these candles romantically set up and this whole deal. And then um, he just starts, starts beating her with a baseball oh. bat. And uh, just... Beats her senseless, and her last words were, please stop. Oh, yeah. And her baby was in the other room. Oh, my gosh. What a psychopath. Yeah, very psychotic. This reminds yeah. me of kind of of that one case you covered about, um, oh, I feel bad. I can't think of her name. The girl who went on the date and... There was the guy hiding in her in house. In her house, yes, who jumped out. I can't think of her name either, which is awful. Nicole Helpin, was that That, that seems one? right, yep, yeah. yep. Anyhow, um, so horrific death. Yeah, I mean, just, just as bad as you can. And, and the point, you think he's, like, oh, he's being romantic. Right, he's like, maybe thinks they're going to turn a corner. And he's really, literally about to start beating you to death with a with a bat. In and, a townhome, wouldn't you be afraid, too, like, neighbors are going to hear? Well, and can you not? I mean, that you shouldn't kill anyone, but Never. could you just shoot Never. her instead? Right. Like, do like, you have to? 
beat somebody to death. It's just so horrible. And and why? Ugh, right. He you know she he couldn't break up with her. I don't. Right. They weren't married. It's not no. like she's gonna take him to court for alimony. Right. I mean, they're already. <laughs> right. It's just it's the motive to me is very strange and unclear. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. Right. So he burned her body. Her body has never been found to this uh. day. Do they know, have an idea of where it was burned and all of that? Well, Do that part like... I thought was really weird, but the only thing I can think of is that it was burned and gotten rid of so horrifically and so... Spread out, maybe. Yeah, or... that they just were never able to establish where it was at. Right. Um, now, Crystal does say during the cleanup that she intentionally left some blood spots. Oh, Because wow. she wanted them to know something had happened to Kelsey. So in the end she felt bad. She did have a conscience. Um, And then they used her phone after to make it appear like she was alive. So that text message that her mom had got after she had butt dialed her saying, you know, I can't talk to you because I'm busy or whatever, call you tomorrow. Right. She was already dead at that point. Right. So um, they, uh, Patrick was finally arrested Shortly after that, this is like right before Christmas of 2018, and they had still not found her body, but based on Crystal's testimony, you know, they had a pretty good case against him. Right. Um, The trial started 11 months later. I think a lot of people were taken aback just at how normal-looking Patrick Patrick is and was. Um, I'm going to pull up a picture for you. Like it's shocking. And not that, you know, killers always look like killers, no. but um, that's him. Yeah, he does look pretty, just average Joe-ish. Yes. And let's see, Kelsey, sorry guys, I'm just showing her some pictures if you want to look too, you sure can. That's Kelsey. Oh, she's a pretty girl. And that's Crystal right there. Oh wow. Her, her so Crystal's I think her maiden name was Lee. Okay. But then her married name was Kinney and she had gotten divorced around that time, so Wow. Or right before that. So that's why she's called Crystal Lee in some some Thanks. news media. It's just so So of course they need Crystal, without her body especially, they need Crystal's testimony yeah. to, for the case. Absolutely. So, of course, they want to bring criminal charges against Crystal also, but they have to kind of walk that line of yeah. needing her testimony as well. They, they don't have a case at all. Really, not without her, they don't. No. Um, now, Patrick starts getting himself in trouble in jail, though, because he starts asking other inmates to kill witnesses. See, <laughs> he just can't stop. <laughs> um, and you have to imagine this guy had psychopathic tendencies leading up to this that right. just he had never acted on. That we know of. Maybe he well, has. Well, that's true. I mean. Um, but it's this? odd because it's, you know, like with the Brian Kohlberger situation, like I, it's not saying it's okay, but I get... No. That type of, like, I've been rejected by the world, and now I'm going to lash out and do something awful. Just completely it's insane. Not th- I don't, I'm not saying I get it, but it's something you can wrap your head around in, in terms of, like, there are people that have been so, in their eyes, mistreated by the world for so many years right. that they snap. Right. This, I don't. I no. can't even wrap my head around a little bit. It doesn't make any bit. sense. So, yeah, you want to be with this gal. Just leave. You want to be with Crystal. Leave Kelsey. And Have your parenting arrangement. And I think, you know, they think Whatever. his motive had to do with, like, he didn't want to share custody of his daughter. But it's like... But he was... That's not the end of the world. No. So, um... Of course... Cheryl and her husband, I can't remember her dad's name, Cheryl's, uh, Kelsey's mom, and dad and brother, they were all in court. Um, the jury only deliberated for three hours. 
But like I had said about um, Patrick asking other inmates to kill witnesses, so they had actually him written on a napkin, so they had proof of it. It wasn't like another inmate said, he asked me to do this and they right. couldn't if prove you it. give me time off. They I'm actually gonna... like had him on video writing on this napkin he wanted Crystal killed and oh. her mom and brother killed. Oh, for the love of Pete. Um, so he got 156 years. With oh, no chance of parole. That's a long time. Crystal Kinney, I believe, took a plea deal in order, in exchange for like testifying. Yes. And she got three years for tampering with evidence. Now I read about a year or so into her incarceration, mm -hmm. they um. She had to be resentenced due to some new laws or something. Oh, sure. So she ended up only serving about a year and then was released. Okay. Um, and I believe Kelsey's daughter is in care of her parents. Oh, that's good. I mean, at so. least, like, stay, yeah, keep that baby away from that family. You yeah, know what no I mean? Kidding. Like, because, uh, you know, his mom didn't like her. Right. So right. there was maybe i you know there's no proof that his mom was involved but if you have someone kind of in your ear saying right. negative things about someone that's I gonna you kind of wonder yeah so right you kind of wonder if that could have played a a small part anyways yeah i think that ultimately i don't think crystal would have ever killed her no i think crystal couldn't do it i think she was trying to sort of bring herself to it for him, but she ultimately couldn't. Maybe if she had had some proof that Kelsey was actually abusing the daughter, right. they looked into that just because they had to. There was no proof that she had done anything to that child ever. Right, and she probably hadn't. I and, mean, of was... course, uh, you know, her parents were like, they had to talk about that in court, and they're like, you know, they're trampling on her reputation. Right. Even the idea of that. Right. Was, because she just she wanted to be a mom. It yeah, wasn't like she, she was, was. They just said she was just not that type of person. Right. Who's she going wasn't to hurt a, a baby person? Yeah. She's gonna hurt a baby. Yeah. So yeah, that's um. If you wanna, there's a really good People magazine investigates did covered this story. Yeah, that is. I believe eight line or forty eight hours. There's a lot. It's been covered a lot, but I'm not, really glad they put the pieces together. Not that it was gonna be, you know. I just to me that what really stood out was the blindfolding and right. This you think you're in this loving normal relationship that has its problems, right? But all relationships do to some extent. Yeah. And then that he, you know, just the it isn't like he's abused you in the past and right. And you guys were fighting. It was just like I'm sure in her mind she's like, "Oh, this what is, is going on?" Right. You know, like, and they even they're saying, you know, it tells you how how nice of a person she was that she says, you know, she said, "Please stop." Like, right. You know, please she had right. had the, you know, to say please. Right. So, so anyway, that that wraps up the case. Oh, such a that's an awful such a lovely case. tale yeah there are some really awful awful people in the world and I, I just thankfully they you know justice sounds like justice has been done so I just I don't get I still I you know and obviously motive is one of those weird things where yeah I, I just don't think. Yeah, he blindfolded Kelsey Barrett with a sweater for a guessing game, then hit her with a bat. Uh, yeah, see that... Why? It wasn't just so that he could get sole custody. Did, did his mother tell him he needed to get rid of her? I mean, who, who knows? There's. I feel like there's got to be more to the story. I'm sure there is. Unless he just was... A psychopath that wanted to kill somebody but that's right. my whole thing is like he wanted crystal to do it initially right that leads me to believe that maybe he didn't want to he couldn't bring himself to do it so he wanted somebody else to do it but then when she failed he, he didn't just... he felt like he didn't have a choice but that's like why did you want her dead so badly right I don't get that part. no that doesn't make it makes that's no sense oh, poor mama anyhow 
Thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you. We will be back again for another... Hopefully Laura will come back so you don't have to endure (laughs) my solo episodes. No, I will come back and I'll I'll have a a case. Otherwise, I might have to start having the kids be co-hosts and that would not... I don't know, it could be interesting. They might talk about random stuff that has nothing to do with any kind of... (laughs) Minecraft. They might talk about Minecraft or Roblox. Roblox. We could talk we were about just Roblox. Talking about my four year old daughter like loves Roblox and I don't even know what the heck it is. <laughs> I don't That's, know. My seven year old is also in love with Roblox. We had so to really get it take myself. it off of her Kindle because she bought a bunch of oh, things. Yeah. All of a sudden one day I looked in our bank account and there were like tons of purchases <laughs> and I was like, What is this? Oh yeah, they do that. And then thankfully they reversed them. But But well then you have to stop I mean, we've learned to stop on all things make like a beforehand confirmation yeah no we usually do but, but i think it's we, hard it's e- hard to it's easy to miss a device or whatever yeah, yeah. So. all right well uh we hope that your uh, week is not bleak yes we hope you have a lovely week with with nice non-psychopathic uh, people but you know, we all probably walk by psychopaths we every day. We probably do. Yeah, we don't even so know. Next time you're walking into the store, look at the guy next to you and think, could be a psychopath. Right. I like to say say it psychopath. Psychopath. It's could a be psychopath. A psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next time. When that will be, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you. Ta ta.